Well, good evening, everybody. It's Chris here from the Whistle Stop Cafe in Mira, Alberta. Yes, I'm in Mira, Alberta. I'm at home, uh, just winding down from a long day. Uh, actually, today I had planned on doing a live stream and chatting with you guys and gals about the event that we had, events that we had in Calgary and Edmonton here in Alberta yesterday. So as many of you may or may not know, I mean, I'm sure everybody knows by now, uh, Alberta actually hosted a juggernaut in journalism, Mr. Tucker Carlson, this guy right behind me. See this guy. And the look on his face there kind of sums up his character. I'm going to explain in a minute. So Calgary yesterday in the afternoon, Alberta hosted Tucker Carlson and a surprise guest, Jordan Peterson, interviewed by Brett W. Wilson. And uh, it was awesome. It was absolutely great. Tucker delivered a, a speech of stuff that's on his mind. And then he uh, spoke with uh, Brett Wilson for a little while about some stuff. It was great. And then we wrapped up. Uh, dinner was fantastic, by the way. We had a nice meal there. And thank you to the uh, generous sponsor who sponsored the table and allowed me to have a seat. From there, I hightailed it up to Edmonton just in time to make the next show at Rogers Place, which was Tucker Carlson. Uh, I was supposed to be Rex Murphy, but Rex Murphy wasn't feeling too great, as many of you may know. I think he's like 127 years old, so um, you know he doesn't have the energy he used to. But uh, Dr. Peterson, who I actually called Mr. Peterson to his face. Oh my goodness. Wow, that's embarrassing. Dr. Jordan Peterson was there uh, along with Lord Conrad Black. And again, the show was fantastic. I'm going to get this out of the way before I go any further. I'm not sure if people realize how much time, energy, and money it takes to put on an event like that. It's very, very expensive. You just simply look into how much Roger's Place costs to open the doors and to have staff and to have the concessions and things like that. Uh, look at what it costs to use a company like Ticketmaster to handle ticket sales. Look what it costs to bring somebody like Tucker Carlson to Edmonton, uh, somebody who has a very uh, tight security detail because people want to kill him, uh, needs to fly in a jet for security purposes. I mean, these things are, they're not cheap. And so when an organizer puts on these events, they shell out a lot of money. Like there was a lot of people uh, who put out a lot of money in order to make the show happen. And their reward for doing that is either a, uh, a profit or a loss. And yes, that's the reward. It's one or the other. It's a profit or a loss. So if the event sells out, maybe they'll make some money. If the event doesn't sell out, they won't make any money. But there is no risk for you. You get to go and enjoy a good show for your ticket price or whatever. All in all, it's a good deal. It's a capitalistic endeavor, and it generally works for everyone. I mean, there's some people who really complain about ticket prices, even though the organizers of this particular event did offer some, um, uh, what do you call it? pay pay what you can tickets, of which we uh, assisted people to get those. Um, some people complained that I was selling tickets and they didn't like the idea that I might make some money. I'm not sure why. I believe that I need to eat and earn a living and maybe drive a car and things like that too. Why that's such a problem for people is beyond me. But here's what kind of concerns me. 
at both of these events, uh, photographs were allowed, but live streaming was not. And yes, I know I can hear you smashing your keyboard right now. Chris, you live stream too. I'll get to them. I'll get to that in a moment. The reason why uh, the organizers asked that there be no live streaming is because they were protecting their investment. They wanted to offer a service of which you could participate in exchange for some money. And there's nothing wrong with that. It's a completely fair deal. Both parties uh, consent to that and everybody walks away a winner. Uh, if you don't know what I'm talking about and you weren't at the event, uh, ask somebody who was there and ask them about the energy in the rooms at both of those events and if it was worth the ticket price. Anyhow, so what I noticed at both events was that there were multiple people live streaming the events, uh, people that had no stake in the event. They didn't organize. They didn't uh, invest or anything like that. They just used the event in order to advance their profit. And yeah, whatever, I guess some people go to a concert and they'll live stream the entire concert instead of watching. And I guess that's a thing, but I just, I just kind of wonder about that. Anyhow, when I was in Edmonton, I looked around and after getting some notifications on my phone that a whole bunch of people were live, I looked around and I thought, man, there's a lot of people that are live streaming this to their channels in order to benefit off of the hard work that all these other people did whatever. They're not supposed to do it, but whatever. Then I thought to myself, well, shit, I'm not doing that because um, you know, we, were, we were asked not to. And now I'm getting messages, people that are actually angry at me because I'm not showing them what's going on with this Tucker thing. And the first thought in my mind was, well, we literally offered tickets so you come for free. And I thought, well, there's some people that aren't in the country. Some people can't make it, whatever. Uh, and I thought, well, you know what? Tucker's message is really important. I had heard it once already before. So I figured, what the heck, I'll throw it up on the Whistle Stop page and uh, everyone can hear Tucker's message. But I just I just want to remind folks uh, that these events are not free and it is very expensive to put them on. Uh, the organizers took a big risk in doing it. As a matter of fact, the left, the woke left cancel culture uh, worshiping mob tried to get this event canceled by starting a petition that get this only garnered like 18,000 signatures from all over Canada and the United States. That's pretty pathetic. Damn. It was a great time. So as you can imagine, oh, P.S., guess who else was there? Guess who else had the balls to attend this event that she knew was going to be attacked relentlessly by the state-funded media here in Canada? Our Premier Danielle Smith, she was there, gave an excellent speech, and she actually answered some questions that Tucker Carlson asked. So let me speak for a moment about the Calgary event. During the Calgary event, Tucker Carlson interviewed Premier Danielle Smith. And the day before this event, that would have been uh, the 23rd, I believe, I watched an interview Tucker Carlson did with a trucker who now resides in uh, upstate New York. Uh, he was involved in Freedom Convoy 2022. 2021, or 2022, 2021? Shit, when was that? 2022. He was involved in that. And he had some pretty intimate knowledge of the convoy, the, the Coots guys situation, those types of things. And I watched Tucker interview this guy and I thought, this is pretty cool because, you know, in Canada, we've been going out on a limb and talking about this because there's a publication ban. We're not allowed to do that. 
or doing it anyway, because these guys are sitting in jail with no trial, no bail for 709 days now. We don't like that. Now, this absolute juggernaut of a, of a journalist, totally world famous, like 15 million X followers or whatever, is talking about this situation. People all over the world now know the depth of depravity and tyranny that Canada is facing. And yeah, yeah, I hear you. I can hear you yelling at me saying, what tyranny? Canada's fine. We live in a free country. I'm sorry, but you're wrong. And we're, we're no longer going to pretend that your, uh, you know, unicorn and fairy dust reality, version of reality for this country is accurate because it's not. And last night, and and, and pardon me, the, the night before, where Tucker interviewed this, this trucker about the Coots men who are still in remand. Uh, and the issues surrounding the Freedom Convoy and some of the people that participated in it, the entire world knows now. You hear that? The entire world knows that Canada has political prisoners. Just like the entire world found out that a pastor, Archer Pulowski, and his brother David were jailed for preaching the gospel. The whole world knows this. And they know it because, well, I mean because of what we're doing here in Alberta and Canada. But really, when somebody like Tucker Carlson starts talking about it, the conversation is elevated to somewhere where that we couldn't even hope to bring it on our own. My Facebook page is 133,000 followers. Probably half of them actually support me. The other half just watch because they want to see a train wreck, which they did, and you're welcome for that one. But Tucker, Tucker Carlson elevated this conversation to another level. In addition to that... He actually asked our premier about this. He had an albeit short conversation with Premier Daniel Smith about the Coots Four, asking them about the political prisoner situation in Canada. And she answered the questions. Um, you know, some would say she dodged the questions. I what I what I saw was a premier fulfilling her role and her duty that we elected her to do because she's now a member of the Legislative uh, Assembly of Alberta. And she cannot comment or interfere with matters before the court. That's just kind of a thing. But her responses, they they conveyed a sense of, of empathy for what was happening to those guys. And in conversations with the premier from before, even before she was elected, uh, uh, after she was appointed as a leader of the party, or elected as leader of the party, pardon me, I know she feels for these guys. And if there was something she could do, she would do it. However, she can't, but she did answer the questions. Now, we don't see politicians answer those types of questions very much these days, do they? As a, do we? As a matter of fact, we see politicians run from questions like that, spin them, and talk about something else, usually blaming another politician or party for doing something that really isn't their fault anyway. But that's how it goes. This didn't happen at, at that event. And if you could read between the lines and see what I saw, you would understand that now that Tucker Carlson has, a, has had this conversation with the premier of Alberta, arguably a very important person in this province. People all over the world are going to be talking about this. And talk about it, they sure are. If you follow X, which I really don't very much unless someone sends me a link, or you pay attention to the, the state-funded media here in Canada, you will know that the liberal... MPs and the Liberal Party has gone absolutely crazy. Their hair lit on fire 
when Tucker Carlson's airplane landed in Alberta, and it hasn't stopped burning since. And actually, yeah, that, that is the smell that you smell right now. It's liberal hair on fire. I read some of the comments today, and what struck me is that what these liberal MPs are doing and these Liberal Party people are doing is exactly why people like me and people like you are bringing people like Tucker Carlson and Ben Shapiro and uh, uh, Dr. James Lindsay to Alberta to speak to people because we are sick of it and we are not going to allow it any longer. We are not going to remain silent and not stand up for what we know is right because we're worried about offending you. Your feelings, you liberal people with your hair on fire, and not all liberals are bad. I'm just using that as a blanket term for the group of people that is starkly opposed, staunchly opposed to my beliefs and my feelings. Your feelings are not going to dictate my life. Your feelings and your weird socialist dystopian view of the world, of religion, of capitalism, of government, of society, they're not going to poison and pollute the society that I find myself in. I'm not going to do it anymore. Those liberal MPs, if they could, if they had any inkling of what the the, the vast majority of Canadians are sick of, they would have never done exactly that which we're fighting against. They said things like, Tucker Carlson was inciting hate and violence. Well, I was there. I don't think he incited hate or violence. Uh, a liberal MP commented about uh, Premier Smith's comment to Tucker about putting Stephen Gilboa in his crosshairs. Now, I know, and you know, as reasonable human beings, that what the Premier is saying is she wants Tucker Carlson to use his mental prowess and his wit to relentlessly attack verbally and liter in, in a written sense, Stephen Gilboa, to point out how idiotic his policy is. That's what she meant. But these spineless twits that think they speak for everybody and have this weird sense of virtue that puts them, elevates them over everybody else, are these liberal MPs, they claim this was violence. They claimed that um, elected officials are no longer safe because people like Tucker Carlson are inciting violence on them. No, that's not what he did. What he did is point out exactly that which you did. These people, hey, Don Cherry, just spun this conversation and lied to you and to me and to the rest of Canada to make it seem like their political opponents were unworthy or immoral somehow, while completely ignoring their immoral actions that they've been taking for years, for decades. We're not going to take it anymore. We can see right through the state-funded media here in Canada. Specifically, I'm going to talk about the CBC. We see right through you. Tucker Carlson knew that the CBC was in attendance at both of those events. And he issued a uh, invite for an interview. He said, hey, you know, state-funded media, CBC, I know you're here. And if you want, uh, I would be happy to speak with you. I will be happy to have dialogue with you. 
I'll do an interview. I'll answer your questions. And I dare you to put it on the news. Well, you know what they did? They certainly didn't do that. Instead, they relentlessly attack Tucker Carlson without ever speaking to him, without ever asking him what he meant by certain things. And then they spoon feed this to Canadians. Now, even worse than that, you 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 may have guessed it. Tucker Carlson was very hard on our horrible Prime Minister Justin Trudeau. He said some things were a little bit off color, but it's not hateful. I mean, he's making fun of the guy because the guy is a complete idiot, Justin Trudeau. <laughs> so our state-funded media, paid for by Justin Trudeau and the current Liberal government from your tax dollars as they reach in your wallet, take your money out, and give it to somebody else, the government paid the media to spin this narrative about Tucker Carlson and the people that appreciate his humor and his intellect as racist or violent or whatever. Whatever word that you're going to use to describe people that don't agree with you today, liberals, we're sick of it. We're sick of it. We are sick of um, being made to feel like we're we're bad people because we don't agree with the government or politicians or anyone for that matter using uh, a, a, a you know a small identifiable group as a victim to try and advance their cause. We see that with with the LGBTQ thing right now. I mean. I don't really give a shit who you sleep with. I don't care. I don't care who you marry. I don't care who you love. I really don't. But I do care with you telling me that my opinions on something are less than yours just because. That makes no sense. It makes no sense at all. I have my opinions on things. You have your opinions on things. And it shouldn't mean that we're divided about it. It shouldn't mean that we have to say that you know, each other are inciting violence. That's not what this country was supposed to be. And Tucker Carlson is pointing this out, quite rightly. He also pointed out that, you know, neither him or probably most of us were not extreme in the least. These liberal MPs that are responding to Tucker Carlson being in Alberta and speaking, speaking, oh my goodness, speaking with somebody, the worst crime ever, with Premier Daniel, Daniel Smith, They're claiming that this is this is this is a bad thing. Like you can't speak about these things. And it, it, it well, actually, you can speak about certain things, but only if you speak the narrative that they approve. I learned this the hard way when I was sentenced for contempt of court because I chose to protest, which is my constitutional right here in Canada as a Canadian. I have the right to protest, and I chose to do that, even though a judge said you can't protest. Well, screw you. Um, you are not God. You're not my God. And you didn't give me these rights and you're not taking them away. So when I was sentenced for that, after I was jailed, the government actually told me that I had to deliver their speech. I had to speak their words before I spoke my own. Tucker Carlson speaks out about this. He says free speech is important. And it doesn't matter if your speech is saying something uh, pro something or against something. It's, it's sacred. You should be allowed to speak your mind. And after that, you should be 
at least offered the opportunity to debate those who disagree with you. These liberal MPs, how many of them do you think have called Tucker Carlson for an interview? How many of them do you think have written a letter uh, trying to explain some of their policies that he has questions about? I can guarantee you that it's none. They have no interest in debate. And you can see that because their state-funded media doesn't ask for a debate or dialogue on anything. They simply repeat the narrative that the government or the liberals or whoever want to promote, contrary to what Tucker Carlson spoke about last night. We're sick of it. We're not going to put it up, put up with it anymore. And, you know, the, these liberal MPs who went on this rampage today, they're going to find out in very short order exactly how sick of these things Canadians are. Because when it comes time to go to the polls, they will not be able to tamper with enough machines to get reelected. We are going to punt them from positions of power and authority faster than you can say, Brexit! There's a saying we have here in Alberta. You know, you, you can only push us so far here. And the saying goes something like this. If you're sensitive, please cover your ears. The, the, the saying goes, fuck around and find out. These people that are pushing this anti-human delusional narrative on us and then making us feel like bad people because we don't buy into it completely. They have been fucking around for far too long and they are about to find out by losing their jobs what happens when you do that. I didn't hear anything that Mr. Carlson said last night or yesterday afternoon that I believed to be hateful. Oh, but he made a comment about Justin Trudeau uh, coming out of the closet or whatever. And? Do you think I haven't made gay jokes before? Even sometimes with my gay friends? You think they haven't made straight jokes with me? It's not because I have any ill feelings towards them. I don't hate them. I love them. Just like my other friends. But we can poke fun at each other. It doesn't mean we hate each other. I have brown friends that make fun of me for being white. And I will say a brown joke to them and we laugh because it has nothing to do with liking or disliking each other. We just find humor in our differences. What's wrong with that? It doesn't mean we can't peacefully coexist. It doesn't mean we don't love each other. But it seems nowadays... Every time you even mention something, you mentioned the word immigration as a conservative, and the left will scream racist so loud that you can't even possibly get your statement out that you, if we want to increase immigration. Well, I don't actually, but if that was the statement, we'd, nobody would hear it because they'd be screaming racism so loud. You know, Tucker pointed out that per capita, Canada has the highest immigration in the entire world. Oh, what's wrong with that, Chris? You don't like immigrants? You racist? No, that's not what I said. I said we have the highest immigration in the world. There's, I have no problem with anyone from anywhere around the world. I think everybody is uniquely beautiful and we should be celebrating our differences. And maybe even sometimes 
poking fun at each other for being different, not because we hate each other, but because we love each other, we can find humor in our differences. Nothing wrong with that. Tucker Carlson pointed out that when immigration, when the floodgates are thrown open and you cannot integrate or handle the amount of immigrants you have coming into your country, you cannot maintain your country. And he's right. These liberal MPs that are screaming racism cannot debate that point because Tucker is telling the truth. You wonder why they won't have conversations? You wonder why they don't debate? Why don't they debate immigration policy? Why won't they debate uh, climate change uh, conversations? Why won't they debate these things? Because they know it's wrong. They do not have the truth to back up their claims. Those liberal MPs cannot back up their claim that Tucker incited hate and violence. They will not debate with me or anybody else regarding what Tucker Carlson said in his speech last night. They will not debate the premier. They will simply throw slurs at her saying that she's racist or xenophobic or whatever, or climate denier, blah, blah, fuckity blah, because there, there can be no debate. They know that if there's a debate, they will lose and they will be caught, will realize that the emperor has no clothes. Well, I'm sorry. Guess what? We already know. We know that the emperor has no clothes. And Trudeau, you have a tiny little piece of hair sticking out the side of your head. We know you have no clothes. We know these policies are bullshit. We know they are not to our benefit. We know that unchecked immigration, people pouring into any country, inhibits that country's ability to accept uh, immigrants in the future and maintain a quality of life for people in the country. We know that to be true. We can look across history and we can find examples of this and we can learn from it. Or we can completely ignore it just because some liberal bozo said somewhere says something while making people feel bad about challenging that narrative. I'm sick of it. And you should be too. If that's not enough for you, what else did Tucker point out last night? He pointed out that the government is actually harming us. They are doing things that is actively harmful to us. British Columbia offers safe supply to minors without their parents' consent. I didn't know this until yesterday. Think about that for a moment. I would suggest, no, I will be so bold as to say that the BC government wants people to die. They are giving children fentanyl. Fentanyl kills. It is a it is a it is a pandemic in both the United States and Canada. Look it up. And they're giving this drug to children. And they're giving other drugs to other people, of course. And it doesn't help them. Our premier, Daniel Smith, said yesterday that Alberta wants to focus on recovery, on helping people get a second chance at life. Not just filling them full of more drugs so they can satisfy their immediate urges, but by getting them back to a point where they can feel like a human being again and take back control of their lives and have a second chance. The BC government will give you some fentanyl. Go ahead and die. It'll be cheaper than checking into the hospital for me. I'm sick of it. That policy is anti-human. That policy isn't to our benefit. 
that policy is killing people and it's harmful to us. And we should be speaking out against it. And when the liberal, the woke, not even the woke, when, when the loony left, when the extreme left comes at us and says, you have no compassion for people with disabilities of drug addiction. No, I do have compassion for those people. I have so much compassion for them that I want to make sure that I'm advocating for something that is going to give them a second chance in life instead of something that's going to kill them. Even in the face of a state-funded media that's going to condemn me as a racist for saying that. That's how much compassion I have for those people. Moving on to MAID, Tucker Carlson also spoke about MAID last night. Did you know that the third cause of death in Quebec is medical assistance in dying? The government is killing people in Quebec. Canada killed 50,000 people last year under the MAID program. That is wrong. Oh, Chris, what about someone who's in pain, terminal? That's horrible. That is absolutely terrible. And if somebody has to choose to die as a tragic last resort instead of living their life in pain, that's not something that we should be celebrating. It's something that we should be crying over while we offer that help to the person that really needs it. But offering somebody made because they're homeless or they're sad or they're depressed is disgusting. And this liberal government, these liberal MPs that are claiming that Tucker Carlson is inciting hatred and violence are advocating for killing Canadians because they're sad. Well, maybe they're sad because you're taxing them to fucking death. Maybe they're sad because they have no hope of ever buying a home because you've opened the floodgates of immigration. We have too many people for the houses. Maybe they're sad because, you know, they 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 can't find a place to rent because you put policies in that make it so detrimental to be a landlord, nobody wants to do it. So they don't take their hard-earned money and invest it in a rental property just to have a tenant go in there and squat and have them lose the property and go bankrupt. Maybe Canadians are sad because the government is actually trying to kill them. Maybe Canadians are sad because they're told that they're bad people because they don't believe there's 42 genders. There are not 42 genders. There are two. Sometimes there's a third because nature has this weird thing where it says, hey, you know what? Uh, you know what they say about the best laid plans, right? Well, we're going to throw all that out the window and we're going to mix up these chromosomes to the point where you don't know what's going on. That does happen. But the idea that there's 42 genders or a gender or can be anything that people just decide it is, is not only wrong, it is delusional. Oh, Chris. What about the people that don't believe they're men or women? I don't care. Sorry. Your feelings don't affect my reality. They really don't. If we, you know, if somebody is running around pretending they're a moose, we're not going to affirm that delusion and say, you're a moose. Uh, here, let me go and get you some whatever moose eat. That is a non, that is not a compassionate response at all. That is a virtue signaling response that damages the person that needs the help. And no, this is not an attack on trans people. I don't give a crap what you do. I do give a crap at what policies the government pushes down our throat to make people that don't buy into that feel bad 
for standing up for what they believe is right. I have never, ever said anything that on purpose hurtful to somebody who was a trans person. Because I love those people too. I'm a Christian and I'm actually commanded to love everybody. I'm not good at it. There's some people in these comments right now that I, you know, I, I, want, <laughs> I want to do the opposite of love them, but I'm actually commanded to love them. So if you're a trans person or you're gay or you're bi or whatever, I really don't give a shit. I don't care what, what you do or who you want to be. I care about the content of your character and how you treat me. And if you're not going to engage in a civil debate with me, if we have a different idea about something, and instead you're going to slur, slur, uh, throw, sling insults at me and accuse me of being a racist or a misogynist or a whatever other ist is on the is is the fancy of the day. How, how would you like me to respond to that? Well, many of us are responding by. Oh, I don't have it. I think the how does it go? I need some Dutch people. Dutch people. Am I am I saying it right? Stemze Stemze Vog? Vote them out. That's what I'm gonna do. I'm gonna do everything I can to get this train back on the tracks. Huh, always back to the train. Weird. Now in the whistle stop cafe, I was hit by a train. Huh. I trained under a chef. Oh, weird. Yeah, I'm gonna need a training bra soon if I don't stop eating cinnamon buns. We've had enough. So we're going to continue to bring people like Tucker Carlson to Alberta to speak to us, to speak to you. And you can start a petition. You can try and say, oh, we believe that Rogers Place is supposed to be an inclusive place. So we're going to tell them not to include a certain group of people because we don't agree with them. You idiots. That's not inclusivity. As a matter of fact... Most people, I would say, their interpretation of diverse, uh, diversity, inclusion, and equity are so twisted and so messed up that they actually accomplish exactly the opposite of what they're intended to. Unless maybe that's what they're intended to do. I watched Tucker Carlson say diversity challenged the idea that diversity is our strength. He said, you know what? Well, let's talk about it. And if you can give me a really a good argument as to why you believe that maybe i'll believe it too but you can't so whatever why is challenging that idea uh why does that require shutting down a conversation and canceling someone if people believe these things that they want to do to be true and righteous why are they so scared to debate them if Justin Trudeau really believed that the vaccine mandates were necessary and that what he was doing to Canadians was righteous and justified, why would he not have a conversation about it? I watched him give a speech talking about how uh, he participates in protests and talked to protesters all the time. Uh, Black Lives Matter is a great example. You know, he had dialogue with them. He went and knelt with them, whatever. But he only does that with people that he, agree he agrees with. That's the shittiest prime minister I've ever heard. That is the shittiest thing I've ever heard from a prime minister. Our premier, 
She's not perfect, but she will talk to people. Eloquently. Graciously. And it doesn't matter if their opinions are the same as hers or not. I watched her. I watched a heckler attempt to heckle her at a uh, when she was doing a presentation at the Pembina Institute, I want to say. And her replies were fantastic. Very gracious, but she got her point out, challenged what the heckler was saying, and left it open for debate. But it couldn't be debated because she was right. And we don't have enough of that. And our state-funded media is... They're ruining this country. Look at the news. Look at the mainstream media. Look at the articles they've written about the Tucker Carlson uh, shows in Edmonton and Calgary. Look what they're writing. They're lying to you. They're lying to you just like they lied to you about the convoy. They're lying to you just like they were lying to you when they said that there was a uh, insurrection brewing in Coots, and the emergency order, the emergency uh, measures were justified. They were not, but the media lied to you. They 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 created this narrative that these four men were so dangerous, and they were taking orders from Diagalon uh, at the behest of a drunken, talking, demonic goat in a make-believe country. And you believed it. And the federal government used that as justification to trample old ladies with horses. I say that all the time. It never gets old. And they use that as justification to freeze your bank account. They use that as justification to, um, you know, sick the police and the military on Canadian citizens. And they were wrong. You were lied to. You were lied to by the media. I have family members that, like like I, uh, watched mainstream media a lot. I always had Global News on or CTV News or something like that because I trusted them. I went to Ottawa and my family, who were still watching these programs, they were hearing stories of shitting on walls and uh, uh, a rapey fringe fest and thugs beating people in the streets and truckers stealing from food banks. That's what the media was telling them. Meanwhile, there's me, who they know, in Ottawa, live streaming everything that's going on around me and filling people in on what's actually going on. And I, I showed them that the media was lying and they couldn't believe it, just like most Canadians wouldn't believe it. The only reason they did was because they know and trust and love me and they knew I was there and they knew that what I was showing them was true. I, I came around a corner when I was in Ottawa. And uh, I smelled shawarma, so that's why I was going to that corner. Corner. Anyway, the shawarma place uh, had just had their window smashed out by some just hooligan, whatever. And I was like, ah, I know what's going to happen here. The media is going to say that the truckers did this, right? Yeah, of course. But the fella that they picked up was an Ottawa resident with mental health issues known to the Ottawa police. So I waited, I waited, I waited. And sure enough, the media comes out. Truckers are throwing rocks through windows. No, they weren't. I told the truth about it, and more Canadians realized media is lying. Why are they lying? Why would they lie about this? What what benefit do they have to lie about this? The benefit that the media has to lie about what's happening in our country 
is all too apparent when you look at Coots. Look at what's going on. And look at what's going on with the Coots guys and what the media said. Our government, our federal government, I hate even calling them our government because I wish I could say they're not our government, but they are. Our government needed a narrative that there was an insurrection happening so that they could invoke the Emergencies Act. That's what was required for Trudeau to take that type of power that he oh so desired. He lusts for that type of power. You look at some of the policies that he puts out, and this man, that man has so much lust for power. It's it, I just can't even believe that more people don't see it. Well, the media gave it to him. The police took some pictures of some guns. The media got the pictures. Weird, right? Because, you know, that evidence wasn't proven to be anything yet. The media put out this narrative, and the government got what they want. And in return, the government sends the media companies, the ones that suck on the government's tit in this country, hundreds of millions or billions of dollars. I believe the CBC got a like 1.5 billion, billion with a B, dollars in 2020 or something like that. And that's your money, by the way. That's your $1.5 billion. The other media organizations got something like $770 million. That's your money. So if you were a trucker and you were told that you couldn't do your job unless you stuck some poison in your arm and you stood up for yourself and you said, no, I'm not going to do that. The government took money out of your wallet and they paid somebody to tell the rest of Canada that you are a right-wing extremist and you shouldn't be allowed to sit next to somebody on a bus or a train or a plane. So pardon me if I've had enough. Pardon me if I will no longer bow to those who can't take a joke. Oh, Tucker Carlson made a joke about Justin Trudeau coming out of the closet. Did the world end? No. Most of my gay friends thought that was freaking hilarious. Most of us understand that 99% of the, you know, a little bit below the brow things people say are not from a place of hate. It is like the 1% or 0.01% of people who are so sensitive that they, their world ends when they hear that. Why do the rest of us have to live in that deluded universe where words and sticks and stones hurt like that? Some of us were taught otherwise. Some of us, I mean, if I if I believed that words hurt like that, I'd, that, I'd probably be bleeding in a ditch somewhere because people say the most disgusting, horrendous things about me ever. Just words. Speaking of just words, I want to share with you quickly because I got to go to bed. I want to share with you my favorite part about my experiences yesterday at the Tucker Carlson events. Over the last year and a half or so, my relationships with some people have been very, very strained, very stressed because we have a different outlook on specific things. To the point where, you know, we've had some banter on Facebook that is, you know, not even just borderline, but it's, we've been pretty mean to each other. 
and we shouldn't have done that, but we did. So at the Tucker Carlson event, I was walking through the uh, uh, into the into the arena area, and I saw one of these people. And my first instinct wasn't to make some type of rude remark or walk away or whatever. My first instinct was to walk over and give her a big hug. Because, you know, we disagree on something and that doesn't mean that we can't have some sort of a relationship or friendship. Yeah, sometimes it's going to be strained sometimes. But at the end of the day, um, does that mean that we can't be human? And it doesn't. So that was my favorite part of that day was running into uh, my friend and giving her a hug and just saying, hey, you know, I know things have been strained, but um, I, I care about you, even though that we have some maybe mean banter on the internet. And I wish we could do more of that. There's a lot of people on here, like my racist friend Trevor, who uh, is very quick to point out the ethnicity of any room anytime the conversation doesn't align with his own beliefs. But hey, you know what? If you want to be a racist, that's your deal. I'm not into it, but uh, you know, who am I to judge? Maybe if we had more of these events and we went into them with an open mind and listened and then challenged each other's views in a positive way, uh, rather than screaming and shouting and trying to cancel, maybe we'd be better off and feel better. So, um, yeah, in closing, I would like to say to the organization that started the petition to cancel Tucker Carlson, um, what was it called? Pride on White, I think. I hope that you got through this, and I hope that you realize that nobody hates you, that nobody wants to threaten you. Um, we certainly believe you exist, and... You have no reason to feel threatened by me. I'm, I don't want to take away your identity. I just want to be allowed to have my opinions on things. And I want to be able to agree to disagree on things with you and still maintain a civil discourse. That's all I want. I, I want to exist too, just like you do. So uh, I'm, I'm sorry that you felt like this uh, event was the end of the world. I'm sorry that you felt threatened by this, by the words that somebody was saying, but I want you to know that neither me nor anyone in my circles for that matter uh, wish you any any harm or ill will or anything like that. And I hope that you recover from the trauma of having Tucker Carlson in Edmonton. It's very traumatic. P.S. There was only like six protesters in Calgary and like two in Edmonton. What does that tell you? The noise that the media is making about uh, nobody wanting to hear these people speak, about the majority of Canadians don't want Tucker Carlson in Edmonton or, Cal or Alberta, it's all bullshit. There are so many more of us who believe in common sense entertainment than there are of those who want to cancel anyone that doesn't believe the same things they do. And I want you to remember that. Next time we have an event like this, because there will be a next time, and the next time it's actually going to be bigger. 
Who's bigger than Tucker Carlson, you ask? Don't know. Guess you'll have to wait and find out. There are way more people who believe in common sense. There are way more people who are sick of being made to feel like they are less of a human being because they don't buy into somebody else's version of reality. There's way more of us than them. And it is high time that we take this ship to take take back control of this ship and we start steering it back towards reason and common sense. We must not let this do I say small fringe minority? Because they're important too. It's time to not let the small minority rule the majority. That's not how democracy works. Although, if you believe that it should be that way, I'm open to debate and dialogue and uh, positive discourse. So there's that. Good night, everybody. Thank you for listening. Have a great evening. and. Uh, Hope you enjoyed Tucker Carlson, Conrad Black, Jordan Peterson, and our Premier Daniel Smith. I certainly did.